Are we recording? Yeah. So, um, what were you just saying? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, that uh, I had basically had it. You asked how I was doing, and I said that essentially my dreams consisted of meeting you in person, and pretty much it all went shit, and then got as planned, so. <laughs> well, I, um, I, I applaud you for recognizing it and, uh, and acknowledging what you're experiencing. Um, would you like my opinion? Um, it's, to me, what I've learned in my journey is that when we're about to cross the threshold into a new paradigm of freedom, there is this last ditch effort of the ego, of our false identity, our safety, our, our, our paranoia, all that stuff comes right to the surface and it goes, don't do it. Whatever you do, don't cross the threshold. Stay here. We know what to do here. We know how to be here. And so, I just acknowledge you and I applaud you because taking the step to talk and, and be who you authentically are in, no, in whatever area of your life is an act of bravery and it's courageous. So so TJ, what's up, man? Uh, Homie. Well, for those that are listening, uh, you. welcome back to Town Wonderland with a bit, of, bit of a unique twist today. Today we have a guest host who, in case you hadn't picked up, is Sean Colin Young. And I'm finally living up my dreams. <laughs> I'm merely going to hand over to, which we've really already done. And that is literally the entire script for the episode because this is very... Well, I guess you'll very soon find out. <laughs> It's, um, well, I'll let Sean take it away. It's, He's the host today. Turn the table. <laughs> it's an interesting thing to turn the table yes. and interview the interviewer, right? It is, yeah. So, how, what, what's going on in your world right now? What are you busy with? What's, what's happening? Uh, what's shaking? For today, really. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, to, it's... Did you try to find ways to get out of today? Going <laughs> by my dreams, I would say yes. Um, it, it's not the fact that I don't have the support there. It's more this is uh, it's a very big step, I suppose. Um, not really mm -hmm. sure how some people react. I mean, I've more of said to a few people that, you know, I'm at the point where I don't really give a shit how people take it. Um, you know, most of my family's pretty good, but it's the more the fact that I suppose, and I, I said to actually on Twitter last night, they're like Twitter knows pretty much everything there is to know about me because I've never hit, I haven't really hit it of late. Uh, it's more like the I suppose the Facebook side of things, which is where I've got a lot of. Um, like models that I work with and you know people that I've known over the years so I don't know how some of them react like some of them have a Christian background but I don't know if they're like really 
forward thinking and accepting, and that's going to be okay. Um, I mean, like, like I've said, the, the people that I care about know already mm-hmm. and have been really good. It's more the fact that there's not... There's there's this few people that I don't know how it's going to go, um, yeah. but more more to the point I've said it's I'm just sick of hiding who I am on Facebook because it's literally the only one that I haven't really come out on I suppose. Um, Everybody surprise the cat's out of the bag. So um, that's what today's <laughs> episode is going to be focused on. Today we are focusing on. Um, Talking to creator of this podcast and Wonder Man, ex- woman extraordinaire, person extraordinaire, um, a fan Wonderland, TJ. Um, today is a day when TJ is going to share with us many uh, personal, insightful things about their journey. And um, I'm just here as the guest host to support and and hold the space and hopefully get as many pronouns as I can correctly. Um, it's, see, it's so ingrained within us, right? Because we're taught, no matter where we are in the world, from a very early age, like, we, we assume so much about people. And I was just having this really interesting conversation, and then we're going to get to it, um, with a client of mine who I coach, who an actor and I was saying like oh I'm about to to do this interview where I'm actually going to be interviewing somebody and told them basic premise and you know they it ultimately came down to I'm like what why are we so afraid to just ask someone hey how would you like to be referred to what would you like a good point yeah You know, because we just are ingrained to just go, well, categorize, categorize, put somebody in a box. And to me, some of you know my point of view about things. It's like, what? who gives a fuck about the box? If we really are Christian or of any faith and we really are a person who believes in love, we should be able to remove ourselves from the situation and say, hey, who are you? What are you about? And how do you want to be referred to? And what's going on? How can I support you? So that's what I'm here to do today with the amazing TJ. So let's get <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah. Not... <laughs> Just rip the <laughs> Band-Aid off. <laughs> that was not the Band-Aid. You don't need to go out and buy Band-Aids. Um, so TJ, how did you... We're just going to get right to it. How did you realize who you were, your authentic self, your sexuality, your gender? Uh, oh, well, probably, we'll, we'll, start, we'll start with the, probably the easier one. Um, nope. <laughs> sexuality side of things. Um, Which are two very separate things for those of you who don't understand yeah, that. And, and see, that's, gender, that's very different. And, and I will dive into that a bit because that's something that, and mum, mum has been very accepting. Yeah, it was also like just assumed they were the same thing. Um, just given, a I had a very Christian upbringing. Uh, this is partly why I asked Sean to do this today because there's a possibility that even if there's one per, one person listening out there that has had a similar upbringing to what I have, that 
and go, oh, okay, I can, I may be able to get through this, despite, you know, being, growing up in a Christian household, which I did. Um, the context went through a Seventh-day Adventist school and then into a Catholic college. Um, needless to say, unsurprised. So what I hear is a lot of guilt was instilled. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, and, and needless to say, I didn't have the best relationship with the church um, and, and that would tie into the sexuality part in that you know for, for, for obvious reasons I'll, I'll try and keep names out of it um, so what what is your sexuality exactly as far as I can tell at the moment bisexual but we'll get into that with the gender part of it because that's relevant as far as, <laughs> as, you know, far right as I know now, um it's a very conflicted um, bisexuality. Sexuality? Yeah. Sexuality equals very conflicting. Um, see, see there's, I think there's a lot of people that think it's got to be specific, and I can tell you now that it's not. It's. Um, if anybody wants to look at scientific research, you can look up the Kinsey scale, and you will see that there are hundreds of individuals who were tested, and their sexual preference across the board and that is the scope of human sexuality it exists all over nature there are there are countless species that bounce back and forth so yeah, and when uh read the sexuality part i probably kicked in when i was had a friend that is bisexual and then we were just chatting one day and then i thought about it did some research that night and then kind of realized that's me um how old were you when you when you realized? About twenty two, I think. Um, okay. The kicker here for a lot of people is that it took about another four years for me to tell mum. Um, so, did you have any inkling when you were, say, going into puberty or anything like that? Did you have? Do you recall I mean, any we moments? Did, we or? didn't go into great detail. Um, There's probably when I was younger, sort of. Sort of um, had had a phrase it. Does not that I remotely interested in sort of, um, but then I sort of didn't really think about that until yeah. that time later when I was talking to a friend and going, "Okay, Kalusha probably should have been there, but it wasn't." Uh, of course, when an environment like you and I grew, hmm. grew up in, it's like. It's not a possibility. So when those feelings and those thoughts come up, you know, for people who have grown up in different situations and different environments, like when you grow up in a world where that's dangerous and it's not a possibility, we shut off and we close down and we hide those pieces of ourselves. We try to erase those pieces of ourselves because if we put it out there, as you're talking about, it's it's complicated. It's tricky. Yeah, right? and I, do, I don't want to make this all about her, but I do have a grandmother that's been a lot of it and that I'm probably never going to come out to because 90% of the time she'll throw it back at mum um, and I don't want mum to be having to deal with that. Um, if she uh, finds out by some chance, I don't really give a shit. Um, it's, it's more the fact that that's definitely caused a lot of the back of... I mean, and because I'm 
I'm never going to hide this for people. I do see a psychologist at the moment, both about gender and a lot of other stuff. Um, and it turns out that, yes, so, a lot of it can be come from family. Um, but in, in saying that, uh, I think the best part of it is since the same grandmother went to a nursing home, mum's done a... Mum's pretty much fought against everything that we came through the church with, grew up with, and although I know mum doesn't understand it fully, she's trying, and that's the least I can ask. Well, that's being an actual true Christian, right? That's actually being somebody who is practicing acceptance and love. <laughs> and, and I mean, um, mum... I can, say, I, definitely, I can probably say mum's definitely not with the church anymore um, <laughs> because that's that's caused a whole lot of issues for us, which I think whether that's a local thing for me, whether that's a general thing, I never felt accepted in the church. I know there are churches out there that are LGBTQA friendly, but I'm yet to see that locally, which, I mean, I'm, that's probably an issue for them because... I know there's some faiths that do accept it, but there's a lot of others that don't. And I think that was definitely key to the fact that I went, like I said, I went through an Adventist school that was extreme to the point of they never wanted to see physical contact between students. They, um, it turns out there were several same-sex relationships in the school. I won't name names, but I found out since that so quite a few oh, got away please. with it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, and it turns out there's a lot of us that went through that school that have since come out. So make of that what you will. (laughs) Um, and then I've, I've stayed in touch with a few from my college and it turns out that I'm one of the few that's actually been supportive of them since they came out. Um, Amazing. But I also realised that there was a lot of them from college that were just simply, for lack of a better word, fake friends. <laughs> and so I culled them. Um, but now I've got a list of pretty much people that I know. And that's probably why, meant, uh, subconsciously, I was... What's the term here? I don't want to say shitting bricks because that's a really weird term. But... Um, <laughs> Sure. So weird, but it's great. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's probably where I would I would go with that because that's like I said to Sean, that's subconsciously where I was at last night, and it was like, well, of course, it, we, it brings we, we try to make it work, and it just went to shit, and so like Sean drove off pretty Come, much well, thing, and I was like, I so like I, I think mentally I was like I wanted it to happen, and it didn't. And I think that ties into what Sean was saying in that it's that last ditch yeah, effort. last ditch effort from those of you who don't know, he, uh, TJ. They called me <laughs> and said, "Are you sure? Are we still on?" And it, and you know, I I was picking up on that, and I I I get it because you know, just real quick. Uh, in my experience, I was terrified um, about coming to terms with who I authentically was. Specifically, most of all, 
to my father because of all of the gender norms and uh, sexuality norms that exist. And this was, you know, early 2000s, so it wasn't as it currently, the environment is right now. Still very don't ask, don't tell, very, we didn't have a lot of um, figures in the media that were out and proud as we do now. So I, I relate and I get it because it's such a personal moment and it's so terrifying. And for those of you who are either cisgender or prescribed to the heterosexual norm, you don't have to think about these things because the world is already built around your preference, around who you are. And for those of us who live on the rainbow, who are maybe not in that norm, um, this week is World Pride Week, and I think it's no, no more fitting that you acknowledge and express who you are and be brave in this moment um, on a week such as this, where really what we're doing is we're celebrating humanity, right? Everybody has a place, everybody is accepted, and everybody is perfect just the way they are, just as Crystal says in Heart Baby, you know? Wish you haven't listened to that. It's already up, so you can listen to it. <laughs> that's that's how well, I know Sean. <laughs> so um, that's a film where I play a, a transgender woman, and I lived as a transgender woman, and I my world was blown apart about my own expressions of gender, which leads to the next topic. How did you how did you realize your gender? What is your gender? In one that I think a lot of People would understand, in two words, Halle Kiyoko. <laughs> I don't even understand. What is it? Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Um, <laughs> basically, and this this is where I say it's very confusing. And, I mean, this it, it's something that I think my psychs talked to me a bit about in that it's not so much putting labels on or mm-hmm. you're into a label. Um, I, I would, I, I was thinking last night, I think the probably correct term would be gender fluid. And I'll explain, I'll explain why fluid. in a minute. Um, generally I go by non-binary, which that's also. Can you educate <sighs> some people on about what binary actually means? See, that's something I'm still trying to explain to mum properly without mis-explaining it, I suppose, essentially, and the basic version, I suppose, would be, I don't see myself as either male or female, it's like a combination of both, that I've got some masculine traits and I've got some feminine traits, and I don't try to hide either, and so it's essentially that... That's probably the basis version of it I can give in that it's very in that in that explanation of it, I would actually say that yeah, I I live a pretty gender fluid existence myself. If I'm really being honest, like I'm like, yeah, I have very masculine traits and very feminine traits and I've gotten to a place now where I'm like, they're all perfect. 
They're all great. And, I mean, for, for all- context for those that think you, as Sean put it, if you're cisgender or heterosexual, and with, without naming who or how I've heard about it, but there's one person that I've dealt with and know that have said, although they identify as a woman, there's a lot of it that they've got very masculine traits but they identify as a woman. So that is totally okay that you've got those. It doesn't mean you're non-binary. That's Correct. just, and, and that's just socially not accepted that you can be heterosexual and have masculine traits. It's just not the, to use air quotes, the norm. Real, yeah. I want to jump in real quick and, and kind of clarify for people. There's really three categories that exist in a human being's, well, there's more than that, but the, the main thing is there's your gender, you know, do you identify with the um, sex assignment that you were given at birth, like your actual genitalia and your body, do you identify with that? Then there's also your gender expression, right? Are you somebody who's more masculine or feminine? And that has its own swath of different things. Then you add sexuality, right? So there's there's multiple ways. And I think for me, in my limited scope, the, the, the topic of gender is so much more immense. Um, and it's so much more terrifying to so many people who live inside gender norms. Because we... As I recently heard somebody fight tooth and nail trying to explain to me that men are supposed to act a certain way and women are supposed to act a certain way. And if we don't have that, women, quote unquote, men, quote unquote, are supposed to act a certain way. If we don't have that, the structure of our society as we know it's going to fall apart. And I went, I hope so, because right now we're struggling. You know, the best part on that is that, uh, and as my, so I gave me as an example, there's some guys that, you know, don't wear like a tie to a wedding, they'll wear a t-shirt or something. And that's, that's very right. much, again, breaking the gender norm to use quote unquote. Um, yeah. and that's, or, you know, a woman that wears a suit like that's, I mean, that's stereotypically seen as very gay, <laughs> which not of the time it sure. is, but you know, or very Hillary Clinton, however <laughs> yeah. you want. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's that sort of thing. And it's very much always been, you know, only gay women can wear that. Like, that's their thing. But then, you know... Right, or back in the day, it was like only men, only women, quote-unquote, women could wear earrings. Mm. Like, if, you, if, if, a, if a seemingly appearing male wore an earring, it was like, oh, no, 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 nay, nay, nay. And now it's become one of those things where it's like, we're seeing all sorts of expressions emerge. So, and that's a very different one because I've only just, and I mean very only just, and I've got zero sense of style. Uh, but <laughs> that's a topic for a different podcast. Um, different but okay. I've only just gotten to sort of to the point of where I wear necklaces. Uh, and that's that's me oh. still figuring a lot out. That's still I've got no idea how I'd like to dress, but then, and I think, I think it's the best thing that, I mean, best thing publicly that my psychs told me is that 
you don't want to hide who you are. I'm just going to find the actual note because it's such a damn good one that is relevant to so right. many people. It's... It's here. It's here. I'm just finding it. You're still... We are talking to the one and only PJ, the host of Fan Wonderland, and we are delving deep into the topics of sexuality, gender, and all of its messiness. So keep going. Note. Try to be open and honest about yourself, but not to the point of risking safety or forfeiting your privacy. However, I acknowledge the cost to you of hiding slash pretending. One more time, slow that down. I feel like I'm on the Oprah Winfrey show and I'm getting a massive download. Go for Try it. Try to be open and honest about yourself, but not to the point of risking safety or forfeiting your privacy. However, acknowledge the cost to you of hiding slash pretending. Beautiful. I think that's, that's one that's stuck with me a bit in that it's, as as... As you said, you wouldn't go out in drag to, you know, local shopping centre because that would be inherently dangerous. Uh, that's a topic for another time because the lo- locally that's inherently dangerous anyway. But to the point, it's uh, something you wouldn't do because of personal safety. But then you also wouldn't don't want to hide who you are. Um, and that's what I've been saying to my psych is that there's, you know, there's some members of my family family that are inherently Christian and inherently, as far as I can tell, homophobic. Um, I ask you, how has your family been receiving this, this new... If you're being honest, and I don't know if they're going to listen, uh, my brother's... From what I can tell, I don't think he's fully accepted. Um, just from what I understand, from what I've heard, from what I can tell... Um, with Except it, that it's a, a truthful reality, so. or that this, okay, because uh, in his eyes, like he's always had a brother, um, and so that's probably a big shift, which I'm not expecting. And, I, and I'll say this clearly: I'm not expecting everyone to get it right instantly. That's that's not something right. I expect. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot that's just call me dude just by habit, and like, oh, sorry, I'm like that is totally it's fine. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> I did it. I said I did it at the beginning of the podcast. Um, and that's something I don't expect <laughs> everyone to instantly adjust to. That's not, you know, we're human. We're going to mess up. So I'm not expecting everyone to just, like, get it right day one. Um, I mean, for, for those on yeah. Twitter that follow me, they've had about a full three, four months to sort of get around it, um, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, it's, it's very much that, A, this is what I'm doing today. Uh, secondly, the other reason I'm doing today is because if we can help one person go, hey, I have had a similar journey, this light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing, and if it can go, okay, maybe it's not so bad having had a, you know, having a Christian-believing mother and it's just completely throwing her out of everything she's used to. And I think that's the the takeaways. I actually told mum I was bisexual on a day when mum's mood wasn't the greatest. Uh, I was having a very off day mood-wise. 
and by some stroke of luck, I just told mum, I was like, while well, we're on this topic, and... What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't remember vaguely. I know it was in January, so I think mum was like packing up the Christmas tree or something. Something very, like, you know, nothing major. And I don't even remember the topic it was on, and it was just like, oh, by the way, and because my biggest concern was mum would kick me out of home, um, you know, no support sort of thing, but I did make sure that there were friends that, you know, I had like, quote unquote, backup plans, worst case right. scenario, but it turns out I didn't need that. Uh, and mum said, Beautiful. she'd never keep me out of front, regardless, you know, unless it's like a serial killer or something. But, um, but I just want to say mm-hmm. something real quick, which is for those who are cisgender and those who are um, heterosexual, like you, you don't have to worry about um, saying to your parents, to your loved one, to those closest to you, to your business associates, whatever, like, oh, hey, by the way, I, I am attracted to, to women if you're a man, or I'm attracted to men if I'm a woman, or this is my gender because you're seeing what society has quote-unquote deemed normal. You think about for a second, like, what would it be like if, that wasn't the norm. And I had to come out and say to friends, family, associates, whoever, this is who I am. And you lived in the possibility of them abandoning you, disowning you. Just to put yourself in the shoes of those who are part of the LGBTQ plus community, it, it, that's, our, that's a real reality. It's dangerous. It's terrifying because we don't want to lose love. We don't want to lose our families, but it's a real possibility. And, and, so yeah, I, just and to... I thankfully had the aforementioned bisexual friend who supports me, still supports me. Um, and I'm grateful for that. And they know who they are. Um, it's, it's very much the fact, and this is, I would say when I, when I said about my, I don't know whether my brother fully accepts it or not in that it's possibly the upbringing as well as, again, the, like I said, I don't want to make it all about it, the nan factor in that dealing with some stuff, nan was the driving force in that. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas my sister-in-law, his wife, is the, I'm pretty sure she's, completely on board 100% um, and that's just a two different people and that's what I mean I don't expect right. everyone to get it instantly um, it's who I am I'm not going to hide that that's what I'm doing today because like I said I'm and when I said I'll get back to Twitter that's where I pretty much first came out as non-binary that's where I've always been me for lack of a better word um, I've mm-hmm. Whereas Facebook, I've sort of tried to put on a facade, quote unquote. Um, maintain. Why do you think you try to maintain something on Facebook in particular? More people know who I am in person, I suppose. 
compared to Twitter where, like, you know, I haven't really met a large chunk of the people I talk to, deal with, whereas right. Facebook's a lot of connections I know in person. Like I said... Be more of an avatar on, on, on Twitter. You can be completely... Yeah. Non-human. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm very human on Twitter, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, like I said, you know, Facebook consists of, you know, models I work with. I'm a photographer, right. spoiler alert, in case you hadn't picked up on that before this. Um, there's, I don't believe I have any, you know, I have work, a few work colleagues, but, like, I don't have any that don't know. And saying that, work has been surprisingly good. Um a little strict on the hairstyle at the moment because I'm growing it out just to test shit because I still don't know because, and this is something else, I've always conformed to, I'll just get it cut short and stick with that. And I said to my hairdresser, hey, hey, I'm not worried. I want to try, I want to work with something and try something different. Um, and that's a... That's the, just giving yourself permission to try and find what it is that is you. Yeah, and because I'm not the smallest, I don't well, I don't know what would suit me, um, or you know what would make my face look big or whatever. And so I'm trying like I want to grow it out a bit and give us a bit more to work with and figure something out. Uh, needless to say, a lot of people are like get a haircut, but I'm sort of I'm going to follow <laughs> you. I'm I'm currently growing mine out and it's getting starting to get shaggy. I don't think like, mine's really curly, so it just sort of bunches up, which is frustrating. I bet you. I bet you are going to have beautiful, beautiful locks. I, I'm, I've got a rough idea of where I wanted to go, but I also kind of don't want to do too much work for it. Um, <laughs> but in, in saying that, I also kind of like, and no one's seen the cover and no one's seen me art, um, and I got their blessing last night, uh, Designs by Bronte, which the artwork will be on the cover. Um, I commissioned a while back for some business cards that I want to do. And by sheer coincidence, cool. for the very few people that have seen a photo of me in a suit from my brother's wedding last year, it's very much... Bronte somehow, and even though my hair is generally blonde, <coughs> made it sl- not grey, but like a cool grey, not a old people grey. And I'm kind of conflicted as to whether I want to go that track or not. But right now I'm sort of just taking huh. ideas and seeing how it goes. Um, it's more of a slick back grey, which when you see the cover, it'll make sense. Um, but it's very... And that's the reason I chose it for the cover, because right now I hate photos myself. And that's that's a different podcast down the track on self-confidence. But that's something that, again, with... My psych is something I'm trying to work out at the moment because a lot of that reflects back on accepting my gender, which, spoiler alert, not fully. Um, I'd like to say that's completely okay because even though it's been about two or three months, like I said, you know, since I sort of came out to Twitter, it's still very much me figuring out who I am. It's not an instant thing. For those wondering, um, for some people it is. Right. Lucky them. And it's evolving. Figuring out who we are as human beings on this planet is an ever-evolving thing. And if you're open and brave enough to it, 
um, you're going to let go of many different parts of your your experience in your life that were placed on you by people, you know, most of the time just trying to help you move through the world. But then when you really start to take a look at yourself and the stories that you tell yourself and you start to try to become curious about why do I have so much anger and resentment when we're talking about these kinds of things? Or why do I feel so bad about myself when I, when I think about X, Y, and Z? And you become curious and you try to under, uncover the story. You really start to figure out, like TJ is doing, who you really authentically are. And it's, it's ever-evolving. And, you know, hopefully you're a different person than you were 10 years ago. If you're not, I'm, I'm worried (laughs) because that means that you're not, you're not stretching enough. You're not growing enough. And when you asked how I realized I was non-binary, it was mainly the fact that, and like I said, we, to delve into the Hali Kyoku two word, um, it was essentially, and I'm sure a lot of other guys can relate. What is, what does that term mean? The singer Hali Kyoku. (laughs) I'm I'm total like American <laughs> swine. You have to. Okay, lesbian Jesus. Uh, lesbian Jesus. That's what, what the said? fans call it, and she's embraced it. Um, Hilarious. Okay. But that's uh, the video is very much consists of, and it's girls like girls for those wondering, uh, and it very much consists of a. One girl, seemingly by curious, who ends up kissing her friend, and her boyfriend's an absolute piece of shit, and pretty much uh, kind of bashes her, but like pretty much throws her head against this man, basically. And it's quite full on. The song is brilliant, lyrically. Uh, the video is consistently just brutal to watch, but then it is like a happy ending to it. Sorry, it's not all bad. It's just a very, unfortunately, realistic video of it. And just when, like, they reminded each other, I was going, I can kind of relate to that. And here's the lie where I still feel it's not socially accepted. And that I've said to people, like, I sometimes, and this is where the gender fluid part will kick in, I sometimes really identify with lesbians, and then other times I really identify with bisexuals. So it's a very, and that's why I say it's conflict. I'm uh, very much conflicted bisexual <laughs> because, and this is where it's okay to feel this way. Well, I say it is, whether it is or not is another matter. It's sometimes I'm really drawn to both guys and girls, and then other times I'm just like guys are a piece of shit. I just like girls. Um, it's very much, uh, but as someone biologically male, it feels wrong. And therein lies mm-hmm. the issue because, and again, as I said, it could be social, th- socially thing. It feels like I can't be that version of me where I'm biologically male, but I really identify with being lesbian. And it feels like that's not okay. Wait, like I said, I get you. I hear you. I hear you, because that's a it's a tough thing for people to wrap their mind around, you mm-hmm. know. 
but I, it totally makes sense to me in regards to like, sure, you can identify with the body that maybe you have, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that you identify sexually with what that body and its organs um, are traditionally um, assigned and used for, right? You could still be, it is a possibility of being a, a lesbian inside of a, a man's body and or being non by whatever. You know, there's so many different versions of it that I'm like, who's to say that there isn't a possibility? Who's to say that that isn't, and yes, it is different and and new and hard to define because you're still figuring it out. So I think the fact that you're being gentle with yourself and giving yourself permission to to figure out what it is and saying, well, I relate to lesbians. Okay. Like, interesting. Tell me more. So that's something I'm still trying to get my head around, I guess, because that's... And that, that one's probably the harder one for me to openly say because it feels like I'm going to get attacked from all sides for saying that. Um, whether that's a social thing, that's the way I feel that way. Don't know. Uh, probably. <laughs> the way you feel is the way you feel, you know? Um, and regarding pronouns, I still... Although it's still ever-changing, as you'd expect, uh, it's mainly they, them, and she. The last one, again, because of the previously mentioned reasoning, is... I think the last one's still a little mentally for me, trying to get my head around. Um, so you would prefer, at the present moment, they, them... At the moment, I mean, there's a few specific people that I'm sort of like, I suppose you could say, trialing it out with, for lack of a better word, see how it feels. I mean, at times, it's like, yeah, I like this, but then it's like I don't like that all the time, so, but like the, they, them feels more comfortable, and it's, I'm also trying to get myself into like, a few more friends that are in that sort of scope for like a better word um uh-huh. yeah uh, the, uh, the, i've got a friend who's trans masculine so there's there's another one for all of you to look up there's um and mm-hmm. i'm trying to surround myself with people that i as bad as it sounds haven't really dealt with before for like a bit of a term in the fact that you know, as mentioned with the very sheltered childhood, I didn't really deal with the trans community. Um, and most, most individuals mm. don't have it, you know. We're just now becoming truly um, recognizing their experience, you know, and, and their presence on this planet commercially and just within society. So... I think it's not just you, it's it's all over the place. Did you ever feel like about that you, um, did you ever feel, and this is very personal, and if it's too much, like, you can just say, I'd rather not talk about it, but have you had self-loathing issues? Have you had thoughts that have been 
harmful to yourself because of of who you're understanding yourself to be? Or have you just been like, I'm conflicted about this and I'm just, I'm all right, but I'm, mm. I'd be lying if I said no. Right. Um, to be specific, I can't really place anything at the moment. I, I, I would no, definitely no worries. say I was just- yes at some stages. Um, it's and why do you, why do you think that is like what where do you think those feelings came from? Going by what you asked, I'd say a lot of it's social, socially placed. I would say. Um, Afraid of like what people would say or do. So when you say socially, do you mean like online or in your personal like sphere? I mean, online for me is mainly Twitter, really. So that that I know the majority of people that I talk to are good and are either already part of the community or very understanding. Um, how, how do you deal with the ones that aren't so understanding, like when you're being slurred? That's honestly by... uh, a good one. And this is, for, for those wondering, I, I do also game a lot. Um, and coincidentally, that I've come across that both personally with what I'm pretty sure is, I'll, I'll tackle into the game one I'll get to in a second. The first one I have been slurred in person and I can tell you that's not fun on your first go-around. Um, especially when it comes from a more personal place of someone that indirectly knows you in that I dated one of my exes last year and her brother, to put it mildly, is an absolute dick. Um, and I'm pretty confident that when I was in Coles one day and because I had come out to her at that stage only as bisexual, which she wasn't really the greatest about, but that's... Um, but he used the peace slur and if you don't know what the peace slur is you can go google it because I ain't going to say it it's the one that's directed a lot of the LGBT community particularly gay guys a lot of the time Um, Mm -hmm. that's a very harmful one something indirectly someone said while I was gaming with him and I was just like hey don't use that around me I will play with you but please don't ever use that again because as someone who's actually had that directed at me, and needless to say, thankfully, everyone around me in Coles that day when that was thrown, assumedly, I say assumedly my direction because it wasn't by name, but it was as they were walking past, hence why I believe it was her brother, and it's just a hateful little shit. <laughs> a lot of those running around. And... I'm pretty sure everyone around me was just like, what the fuck did you just say? Um, And that's... Although I wasn't publicly out of that stage, today I am. um, Woohoo! It's at that stage I wasn't, and that was... That is and will always be very hurtful to anyone who ever gets slurred with that because, and I'm not really sure of the context behind it, but it's just a hurtful, harmful term. And I can tell you now, none of us like it. Uh, so when you, so you, you come, you 
what I hear is that when you're dealing with these kinds of things, like say in gaming or whatever, you mm. at least in the gaming world, you outwardly com- acknowledged it and confronted it. I tried to, yeah. And I mean, there was another one that was is what I'm saying. You were like, don't don't use this. I have a boundary about this. Yeah, and there's another one that um, I, I refused to go join it the way after. It, again, it was indirect, and a lot of it will be. It was... A, this time, a trans-related comment, and for, to, make it, to make it easier without actually directly referencing the actual word, it's the one that Carl Stefanovi got in trouble for, so you can go Google that. Um, it's also one that a lot of people will use, and I imagine Sean probably got with when he was doing his role as Crystal. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's the T-slur at trans people. I imagine most of you will know what that is automatically. Um, and, like, again, it was an indirect reference, at, but it came about by me just saying, oh, I wish there was an astronaut suit in the game. And they're like, well, it's not... And I was just like, that's... That's not okay. Regardless of the context you had it in, that's still not okay. Because there's... And I mean, there's... And this is probably the harder part, telling people you don't know, but... And these two are now on my friends list because... On Facebook, because I just get along with them well. They are accepting of mm-hmm. who I am. Uh... They're still calling me Spider because that's my handle for gaming. Despite the fact I said, hey, you can call me TJ, you know me well enough now. I'm like, yeah, but I'm used to calling you Spider. Nah, okay. Um, but in saying that, they've been really good and they know who they are. It's, And that is why I generally join them most of the time because they they know who I am. They're fine with it. Yeah, they'll call, yeah, yeah, they'll call me dude. But, like, that's just them. Like, I'm not going to hold that against people if that's who they are. Like, that's, and you know, that's, if, that's, who, if, that's who Sean is. That's who, you know, I've got a friend, Alex. That's who they are. That They, they call everyone dude. That's fine. I won't take personal offense if that's who you are. It's when you go out of your way to deliberately mislabel someone is when it will piss me off. It's, and spoiler alert, I, I haven't really sworn on Facebook before, so... This is going to Facebook, so there you go. You fed me swear. Um. <laughs> I wanted to say real quick mm. that, like, um, because I'm personally going through this, you know, when we uh, assert our boundaries and when we claim our boundary, boundaries and establish them, you know, then we give people the opportunity to either respect them or not. And it's only when we're brave, like, in what you're doing right now and what you've done is, like, Here's my boundary. Like, if you're doing this in a malicious way and you're going out of your way, I don't want to be around you and it's going to make me upset. Mm. And then people know, okay, like, this this is this is what TJ wants. Yeah. You know, and I think that we all have to be brave enough to say, here are my boundaries, wherever that is in life. You know? Because we don't give ourselves permission to do that. To be like, here's my boundary, do not cross it. If you do, bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly and I think that's the frustrating part of 
just a, a lot of people, it's, it's less ignorance and more deliberately trying to be hurtful. Right. That's a lot of the issue for me. Um, yeah, it's... That people are going out of their way to be hurtful? Yeah, and I think that's the really disappointing thing. How do you deal with that? Do you... How do you feel about that? It's just... Mm. I, I mean, like I said, I wear a game and I'm try, I try and step in and go, hey, that's not cool. Um, I mean, thankfully, I don't think but I've been... Life. But what about in life? Like, when it's, like, face-to-face? I mean, thankfully, I haven't really dealt with that as yet. Like I said, work's been very good about it. Um, okay, despite good. the fact I just brazenly up one day just said, oh, as someone who's non-binary, that's not cool. Um, <laughs> it wasn't then. They were just, because um, I can't go into too much because NDAs. Um, but essentially, one of the supervisors told me something. I'm like, as someone non-binary, you can't say that shit. Um, and it it wasn't the supervisor themselves. It was someone else that said something. Um, and I was just like, you you can't say that shit. And they didn't even blink. And I was like, okay, I did not expect that. Um, did not expect work to be that good about it. Um, and like I've gone in wearing, you know, a non-binary pin and necklace, not once coming in gone. Oh, you know, that's. That's not great, but like I'm pretty sure there's at least you know two or three visiting community in the workplace. Not that you know publicly said it, but I'm pretty sure. Right. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it's just in general there, a, a lot of them are doing really good. It's uh, great. I mean, I mean, there's one deeply religious guy there, uh, and after. After one thing the other day, I was like, I should have just gone up and gone, oh, by the way, I'm queer. <laughs> um, but I'm not quite ready for that sort of confrontation, I suppose you could call it. Um, well, there's also, I don't know about for you, but for me, there's like this thing about like, there's sometimes when I, I'm i like, I don't have to say anything to you. No. Because at the end of the day, it is not my job nor my responsibility to tell you you who if you ask me i if you would like to know wonderful let's talk about it mm. but it's also like am i a good human being mm. you know and whatever it is that i express or do and if you're like you said if you're being a dick you know yeah. or you're going out your way then it's then yeah you have to assert a boundary but there also are times where it's like you know what give people the benefit of the doubt most of the time people are like okay they just don't know and so most of the time they're, they're a lot more comfortable with it than we give them credit for. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's, again, that was, that's probably the best example of how mum has been with it in mum was a lot, did, took a lot better than I thought. Well, you told me a little bit about how you, how you, how you, uh, you came out about your sexuality where it currently hmm. is. What about the gender part. I, I had the, I suppose, oh, I suppose you call it bonus, but 
of realizing it around the same time I started uh, and sort of just went with it. And I mean, there was one girl I met from day one and she's forever been lovely about it. She knows who she is. Um, and we just clicked, um, which for me is very unusual. I don't usually just click with someone day one like that, particularly at work. Like for comparison, when I used to work at Target, I'm, I've kept one friend from there and she knows who she is. There's, but then like when I've come to this one, there's uh, quite a few that have just instantly gone, yep, that's you, we accept you. And they'll, and we've talked to each other. So it's very much different compared to previously, I suppose. Whether that's a different work environment, a different set of people, I don't know. Um, a more diverse range of people, maybe. Um, I mean, compared to Target, where that was a lot of young people, whereas now it's more a mix. And so it could just be a lot of older people that actually know who they are. It's it's very much... Uh, what's, what's the word here? Very, very much a different group of people, I suppose, that's... Got it. How did you how did you come out to other members of the family? <coughs> um, my mum was probably the I suppose the scariest, um, and that was just again because of the upbringing. In I've had, you know, the Christian upbringing, uh, going through churches and everything, and it being like that's not okay. Um, and my, my my brother and sister-in-law are sort of like, I spoke to mum about it before and was like, what what do you think? And, I, and so I just told them one day and they're like, yeah. Um, again, like I said, I don't know how they well were just my like, brothers. Yeah, yeah pretty, <laughs> much, pretty much. Um, which was probably the best reaction I could have hoped for. Um, yeah, that's pretty It could have been awesome. worse. Um for sure. And I'm, not, I'm not here to say everyone's going to have the same experience because you're not. Um, it's definitely for sure. But even though I went expected the worst, I mean, that's just my anxiety, but that's another topic for another podcast. Um, that's the spin your mind wanted to keep you in your little box. Worst right? case scenario, you know, they're going to hate you, sort of thing. And mind is so crazy. It's like, no, they don't like you. Stay away. But, Be miserable. <laughs> you know? But in, in saying that, I, I'm i not 100% certain how accepting my brother is of this is who I am. Uh, I mean, he knows. My sister-in-law knows. My mother knows. Um, so there's very much like mum's sister and her family don't know. I've contemplated telling them, but hey, if they figure out by this, that's great. Um, I'm pretty sure they would be probably okay with it. Um, whether I'm wrong on that, I don't know. I guess I'll find out. <laughs> um, like one of my cousins know, or a few of my cousins know, I think. Um, and be like the close circle family. I mean, like I said, 
my grandmother I don't intend to tell. Um, and like I know it'd probably get me out of seeing her again. Long story there. But I don't mm-hmm. want to use it as a weapon. Because that's not what it is. It's um, as joyful as that'd be for me to go, hey, don't need to see her again. It'd be also the fact of I that could be massively psychologically hurtful to me without realizing it. In ah. that I don't want to. Because it's the sort of person who would just throw it back in your face, hopefully, and that's the sort of thing I don't think I'm mentally prepared for, because that was, I was talking to my psych about this a couple of weeks back, about doing this today, um, before Sean and I had planned this at all, uh, well, I mean, actually booked in a date and so on, but it was very much... How, how, not so much how open do I want to be, but like realize the consequences of doing it. Like, you know, I suppose less of the fact of you're not going to be able to hide anymore, which I suppose would then be, is that going to affect my anxiety around the subject, which is. Totally makes sense. Yeah, um, and it was like, just don't put yourself out there for the sake of doing so, more or less. Um, and like I said to her, like, I want to, for lack of a better term, I want to leave a legacy and go, Hey, I actually did something with the platform I I have. And like I said, even if it helps one person, and if you listen to podcasts chronologically, you know, I've said it before, if it helps one person, then that's my goal. Like as long as it helps just one regardless of where the topic on the podcast is, if it just helps one person that's listening, whether it be through this episode and go, hey, I've been there, maybe it's not all doom and gloom and all yeah. oh, horrible, you know, it's not going to turn out horribly for me. Like I said, it's not going to all be the same for everyone. You're not all going to have the same journey as me. But... If it helps go, hey, you can have a religious family that can be okay with it and accepting of you. Um, and I mean, that's that leads next into the next bit, which is where I settled on TJ as my non binary name. And I said to mum, hey, hypothetically, how would you feel about me not so much changing my name, but going by something different than what you've given me because as someone with two religious first and second name, uh, first and middle names, that kind of holds a lot of weight on me at the moment. Um, not so much weight, but tied to things I don't like feeling, I suppose. Um, I mean, drawn to team, that's fine. Um, it's the full part of it that's just like, it's not saying I don't like the name mum's given me, but it's also like TJ also has, you know, it's what I'm used to given the podcast. I mean, after 40 episodes, you get used to it. <laughs> um, but 
and 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 here's the other thing. I did trial out other names before settling on TJ. It's you can do that. It's fine. Yeah, you uh, can. I mean, can change the way that you want to be seen. It's okay. I mean, I, I was settling on a somewhat more feminine name, and then I was like, no, I want it to be sort of gender neutral, and that's that can be a scary thing. But I trotted it in a place with a group of queer people that were inherently good about it and asked questions like, how do I pronounce that? How, how, and, you know, as John said, how do you prefer to be referred to? Like, that's, and I, I think there's still a lot of stigma around it because there's a lot of people that make fun of it. Uh, I mean, I recently unsubscribed from a YouTuber because they were sort of heading in the direction of poking fun at it. Yes, they're a comedian, but there's sort of limitations as to how hurtful you can be. Um, and I think there's that in like though at one stage poking fun about how there's like 36 different gender identifications where like Demi and Z and, you know, all... Or like to all those extensions, um, but in saying that there are people that use that, and if that's got a meaning for them, then great. Um, yeah, and you have the, a right to that. Yeah, and the other thing I mentioned to mum recently as well, because for those for those unaware, and given how slow on the uptake Australia was with same sex marriage, it turns out my state of Tasmania is actually the first in Australia to pass a law which I believe kicks into effect around either September or November this year where we can actually adjust and or change the sex on our birth certificate. Wow. To what, to what we prefer, whether that's non-binary, whether that's gender fluid and that was, that is, I think Victoria's just followed up on that but it is a massive step for our community, given Tasmania is not exactly known as the most accepting place in the world. Um, and it's... I think the other sad thing is we've got a non, non-binary person on the Hobart Council. However, the, the Mercury, our newspaper, has consistently misgendered them to mm. the point where their partner wrote two separate letters to them saying, please stop misgendering my partner because it's a very simple thing to not do. You're just a dick if you keep doing it, which they did. Um, thankfully, I don't think they've repeated that error again. But it's, it's that sort of thing that I was very surprised that considering we've got a very liberal government which I would tie closely to, for, for US listeners, to the comparison of probably your Republican Party a fair bit. Um, right now? <laughs> I mean, not not as bad, I can say that. But right now, not the country, and we don't really have a Republican Party anymore. We have a bunch of very specific yeah. people who have hijacked But that. given that's our state government at the yeah. moment, uh, yeah. are liberals, which are like, far more conservative and, I suppose, religious-inspired and, you know, 
big money inspired. It wasn't something I was expecting us to ever pass. And so when it did, I was like, holy shit, I did not expect us to do that. Um, and if you're curious, go Google Tasmanian gender reform. And it's literally the fact that voted to pass legislation that we can change it so ideally there will be no discrimination on gender or you know so if someone goes i'm not serving you because this on your license then you can essentially sue them for discrimination which is a i can say is a massive big step for us like i said given how long it took us to get same-sex marriage legalized like we don't have we don't have that in the United States. I know, and that's that's the amazing thing that just surprised me because, like I said, the amount of time it took us behind the rest of the world to legalize same sex marriage, and then we're the first on this. I'm going, where's our priorities? Like why why didn't we jump on this much much quicker with same sex marriage? It, like we followed behind like Africa or something ridiculous. Like we were like one of the like tenth last countries to legalize it, which is insane. Given you know, Australia has a pretty big role in the rest of the world, and yet we were slow to adopt something that most other countries already had. And then our state goes and does this in an instant, and I'm just like, where was this for years ago? Um, and I mean, there's a massive big issue still locally uh, with this with the same council person that. They're trying to get gender-neutral bathrooms, and naturally, there's a load of backlash. Of course. Um, there's a lot of support for it, but then there's a lot of backlash. And I think the most frustrating one is there's a local known transphobic group, and this is where our government turns into shit, that <laughs> actually got this group, who I'm not going to give the honour of name in, um, who are like known transphobics and they've gotten them to consult on the signs for gender neutral bathrooms thinking it's going to turn out okay. Needless to say, nobody's happy about it. And it's that sort of stupid shit that makes me want to run for council at some stage. We need more representation! <laughs> Partially my thinking actually. And I mean, initially I was, I was thinking, you know, state, but then I was like, maybe start off with a simple thing. Because my anxiety is big on social awkwardness, I, it's, I've got to overcome that first. But well, in saying that, it's about two years yeah, until that can happen. It's socially awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but that, was, that sort of thing has very much pushed me. And it's like something I'd, I suppose I jokingly said as a kid, you know, I'll, I'll be prime minister and like, you know, lower medication prices and stuff. But then more of a recent, I've been going... Our country's in a pile of shit. Is there something I can do to try and change this, even if it's at a local level to begin with? And it's like we've literally got a council of mostly old white men who. Ugh, uh, news. And, uh, old and, white men. And I mean, I mean, we've we've got a, a female mayor, thankfully, um, and she's brilliant. But the fact that like the entire they. I think most Australians would know our council got what was the word? It was pulled apart basically and investigated because there were so many blocking the fact that it was a female mayor and they were blocking everything she put up. 
and so they pretty much took like apart the council ch- and like being babies. Yeah, and there was like a 400-page report into it, and it was insane because most of them were corrupt. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, but then they're re-elected. But again, it's a lot of older people, and I'm like, where's the where's the LGBTQIA representation? Where's the younger people representation? I mean, by the time I think elections will go, it's about I'll be about like 28, which is probably on the horror end of where I'd like to be, but. I'm going, well, even if I can do some sort of influence, because I've lived in the same place for like 18 years, I want to be able to make this change. And, you know, even if I'm that non-binary person in the council, that's fine. I don't, I would rather have that be, you know, how people know of me and have that representation for us. than go, I mean, the Hobart Council clearly elected someone that is non-binary and was fine with that, it, despite me going, well, are they going to accept me, are they not, and then I'm going, but there's already someone like that on the Hobart Council, so it's not against the chances that, yes, they may go for someone younger, that they may right. go for some representation. You don't know until you put it out there. Yeah, and, I mean, that's that's the sort of thing that's like, I'm going, what do I want to do career-wise? I mean, ideally, podcasting, but... It's kind of hard when you've got no sponsors and <laughs> very little money behind you. Um, but it's like... For right now. For right now. You never know. Uh, but, right that, but that's the sort of thing. Like, I want to want to work in, like, media and, like, you know, give us the voice that we don't have. Because Australian-based, we don't really have a lot of that representation. Um and I mean, I, start, I started a series called Vida, which I know I would assume you have in the US, uh, mm-hmm. the Stars show. And I'm just like, how has nobody told me about this? It's, it's the way I put it was, it's like a. There's also just so much content out there. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like an adult version of One Day at a Time, is I think how I put it. It's like, it's got the representation of One Day at a Time, but with less G rating, basically. Um, and I'm just like, this is the representation I like. Like, this is the sort of content I want to do. Like, Great, this, I love that. Like, for those that know, like, I don't want Fan One Land just to be a podcast. Like, with the with the right backing and everything, I want it to be, you know, audio dramas, films, TV. You know, so you would want it to be a production studio. Is what I hear. Not not entirely. Like, I wanted to be able to, you know branch off into different things, have it be, give us the representation that a lot of people are screaming out for because, you know, as a lot of people that I interact with on Twitter, there's very little representation of either their gender or their identity or their sexuality, or if it is, it's generally queer-baited. And mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of frustrating. I'm going, why can't we just do content that represents well, hence why I brought up Vita, because that's something that doesn't queerbait, well, that I know of yet. I'm on season two, so um, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. And that's the sort of thing that I want to do more of and, you know, collaborate more. Like, you know, a lot of people just go, oh, I've got a podcast, that's the extent of it. I'm going, I want to reach out and 
collaborate with different things and artists and do all this different shit that most people wouldn't expect a podcast to do or, you know, wouldn't expect someone like us to do. And like whether it's collaborating on something that I wouldn't quite like, collaborating on designing a soap or designing a bag or designing something for a charity. Like, that's the sort of stuff I want to do. So it's, we're not just, you know, for lack of a better term, money grabbing different communities and stuff because that's not what I want to do. It's, it, and that's why, I mean, I'm, most of the listeners, if they've consistently listened, know, already know I'm not binary because I haven't made a point of hiding it. Um, and that's, that's, that's why I wanted to do today because it's very much the fact I don't want to hide who I am anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no more hiding. So what are your final, what are your final, if, if there's somebody listening and they're on the fence and they um, don't know, like what would be some words of advice that you would give them in this moment since you just crossed the threshold? Oh, what would you say? Just putting pressure on me now, Sean. <laughs> don't be scared. Make sure you've got the support support system there of people that accept and know you for who you are. But also, and again, going back to that psych note, don't put yourself out there for the just for the sake of it. Be aware of the risks that are there socially at the moment. You know, especially if you're in a country that's a lot stricter than you know the US or Australia. Like, don't please don't put yourself out there in hard because. It's saddening to see there's a lot on Twitter that I know that still can't come out. That's that's what I wanted to do today because to show you, you know, A, you're not alone. If there's someone that's been as conflicted as I still am and have been, it's okay. Just make sure you've got a support system. Make sure you've got people that support you, such as Sean, which I'm really grateful for. And... I'm a big fan of TJ. <laughs> and both, and not, not not to call out favourites, but both Sonali and Sean, both of who we've had on, are both who I'm very lucky to call friends that know me, support me, and know who I am and are totally fine with that, which I'm forever grateful for. And it's... I'll, I'll, my best thing, I suppose, would say, don't be scared to be who you are if it's safe enough for you to do so. I mean, I still haven't been in a Pride March, so there we go. Some of you probably already have that up on me. <laughs> it's something I would like to do, but today is probably the first step in getting to that. Yeah. Because... It's the first step of many steps towards a whole new experience of this thing called life. For sure. I mean, I don't know whether it's going to lift the weight off my shoulders after this today, but it's going to be... I guess we'll have to see how that turns out. But... Well, I commend, I commend you. I think it's amazing that you gave yourself permission to express this and to share this and to be using it for good. And it gives me hope because the more that we do these acts of bravery, uh, the more that we 
honor those whose shoulders we stand on. Because we stand on the shoulders of many LGBTQ plus individuals who did this in even more drastic situations and more drastic times. And it, it just shows you that, you know, progress, it may not be exactly where we want it to be, hmm. but it's happening. It is happening. And hopefully, you know, the world doesn't melt before everybody, everyone, no matter where they're from or who they are, is fully liberated. And we finally start to get down to the real work, which is how can we love each other a little bit more, you know, and get past all of this stupid, stupid bullshit that keeps us separated. Because, God, there's a lot more things to worry about. Can I get an amen? I want to, I want to be RuPaul for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when he said about the different circumstances, I think Ellen was probably Ellen DeGeneres, although Ellen yeah. should just tell you, was probably the biggest inspirational push for me behind doing this and that she did it to open up a lot of Hollywood, I suppose, to LGBTQIA plus people. And I was going, I want to... She threw a grenade into her career, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's... I I would like to think that's probably not what, am, not what I'm doing right now. But You're if, not a different yeah. case. But I'm also world. like, I've got a platform. I would like to use it to, like I said, even if it helps one person, if that's, that's what it. this, if that's what today does, then it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Well, I applaud you. I love you. We all love you. And if you don't, if the, whoever's listening does not love TJ, you're probably listening to the wrong program, and you should maybe go think about your life. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd like to say thank you so, so much to Sean for helping me with this today. He didn't have to, but he did. And I'm so, so grateful for that. My pleasure. And as per always, or not per always, I've been your guest, TJ. (laughs) And Sean has been your host today. Thank you all for having me. And I think a round of applause for Sean, who's never interviewed anyone before. <laughs> there was something I was like, shut up, Sean. Like, please stop talking. <laughs> so bearing with me as I tried to do it. Uh, anyway, keep going. And thank you so, so much. And as always, we'll see you in the next episode. Yay!